Uh, so did anybody, uh, last night, you know, did anybody, um, burst into song? Hey everybody, it's episode 108 of Revisiting Sunnydale. I'm Camila. I'm Marcella. It's musical day. Everybody's favorite. I'm pretty sure mostly everybody's favorite. It's one of mine, most definitely. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. It's we're still lockdown-ish. Our our thing is. Wait, what? All right. So I just I totally got distracted by your notes here about Alexander Skarsgård. <laughs> Because that's a name that I haven't heard in a while, and I miss him on, on my television. So and you know, we'll explain why. There's... Yeah. So we'll so screw all that boring quarantine talk. So basically, we're here to talk about Buffy and Alexander Skarsgård. So right. uh, before I forget, like our Facebook page, we're visiting Sunnydale. Follow us on Twitter at Back to Sunnydale. Rate, review us, and uh, follow us and subscribe to us on iTunes, Libsyn, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and Player FM as well. Um, I guess before we get too deep into it yeah we'll do we'll do alexander what's he doing <laughs> so do you remember the miniseries in the 90s based off of stephen king's the stand yes and how terrible it was uh yeah i mean i don't i barely remember it but yeah I, like it for was such a great book it was a very disappointing miniseries but it was it was all right for the time and what it was and what they could do mm-hmm well, the time has come, and CBS All Access is doing a new miniseries. Interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Stephen King is writing a new ending. Oh. Okay. And the best news is that Alexander Skarsgård is playing Randall Flagg, the villain. Ooh, I do love it. One of the best villains. Cool. Yeah. He's one of the best villains in Stephen King history. Really? So okay. to have Alexander Skarsgård play him, it's like, ah, yes, please. Yes, yes, gonna, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I'm going to have to uh, either read the book or I don't know if I have three years. Do I have three years? <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty big book. You might want to just get the audio book on Audible when you forget to cancel it. Next right, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure I've got like 500 uh-huh. credits. Yep. <laughs> but Audible. on top of that, James Marsden is playing Stu Redman the Gary Sinise role in the original. Oh, okay. Whoopi Goldberg is going to be in it as Mother Abigail. Nice, nice. We have to put up with Amber Heard. <laughs> She's uh. playing Nadine Cross, the role that was played by Laura San Giacomo in the okay. series, who I just don't like her. I'm not. And a- oh. We're rewatching Just Shoot Me, and she's kind of terrible. <laughs> Wow, that's a random one. Yeah. <laughs> Just shoot me. And in a I'm surprise, gonna... your old school boyfriend. Brendan Fraser? Nope. Eon Bailey. Who? Eon Bailey. Eon Bailey. He was what? in the hyena episode of the pack. He was in the pack. Oh, that guy. Uh huh. <laughs> Good on him. Yeah. <laughs> he's got he last showed up uh, on, he was in a couple of things, but for me. Oh, the, right. He was on Fight Club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. he was on Once Upon a Time. He was Pinocchio. 
Okay. But yeah, like Fight Club is like was what mm-hmm. most recently for me. There's like, eyes. I know. He's so pretty. He is so pretty. Bless his heart. He looks like he grew up well. Like he, he did. He's all right. He's all right. Good for you. He well. He looks good. I like we it. Share I like birthday, it. Actually, what's that? We share a birthday. Oh yeah. Look at that. He's basically exactly like our age. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, the stand. Is there? Is it already? I'm assuming it's already filmed and everything. And they, they have. Yeah. They say it says ten episodes, 2020. It's they're aiming for 2020. And the thing I watched on IMDb TV this morning said quarantine or not it's still on track okay cool i'm like all right this disrupted everything else right speaking of um things that like subscriptions i forgot to cancel cbs access is one of them because i I subscribed (laughs) to that for twilight zone which i never finished watching (laughs) some of them were really good and some of them were terrible yeah there was one i think i think it was the twilight zone about a kid president yeah which i that's the last one i watched because i was like eh, i think we've puttered out of john show was in that one and that yeah, little it was disappointing because i really like john cho like mm-hmm. everybody's fake boyfriend john cho like, yeah that, episode, <laughs> uh, that whole season was like up down up down up, and i don't think i ever finished it yeah but i think it's coming back for a second season and I love Jordan Peele. There is a Jordan Peele show coming to executive produced by Jordan Peele mm-hmm. coming to HBO. Lovecraft. So- oh, it's, oh, yes. I saw the trailer for that. And it was so good. Like, I'm so into it. But then I was like, is that a fucking dinosaur? That's what I was like. Was that an alien monkey dog? What was what was that? When did, why? This was I was so intrigued. And now you threw in a puppy monkey baby and I don't know what's going on. I know. It's like I'm still going to watch it, but it's, I'm going to be hesitant about how deep I get it, yeah. excited about like how excited about it I get because, dude. <laughs> All right, so <clears throat> once more with feeling, uh, welcome back to my television, Alexander. Uh, I've missed you. I was very close to rewatching uh, True Blood recently. Me too. <laughs> Just because, but then I start remembering some of the bad stuff, and I'm like, I don't want to put myself through that again. I know, right? It's like when it the minute we get to wear panthers and orgies, I'm out. <laughs> I know. I can't. I can't do it. The whole Maynard thing. Oh, my God. Uh -uh. So, (laughs) as we said, we're talking about once more with feeling today, the musical. And I decided to go ahead and reach out to our listeners and stuff and find out what is your favorite song from this episode? Because everybody has one. And, Uh you know, it's like been released on all platforms. Forms. I'm pretty sure. I, I think there's even a vinyl. Like you could yeah. get the, the vinyl album of this, and you know, all of us Buffy fans. I'm sure this is on heavy rotation, like on your on your iTunes or music, whatever, whatever musical platform you listen to your your jams to. This is always on here. So I listed all the songs and did a little poll, and 37.5 percent favorited "Rest in Peace." Which that is a shock to me. Yeah. As they it's, not a, it's not a bad song, but it's definitely not my favorite. <laughs> and like coming in second with twenty five percent is something to sing about. That's so, not surprising. I'm not surprised at all. 
I mean, I get it. You know, everybody's super stoked about Spike getting his getting his jam on, getting his rock on, and you know, and James is an actual singer and he's got a band and all that stuff. But I feel like he was robbed for this song in particular. Like I think, like it doesn't rock as heavy as I feel like it should, and it just feels a little clunky in some of the melody for me. So I'm just like, I'm about to probably lose some fans with what I'm about to say. But have you ever listened to Ghost of the Robot? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They are a little clunky. Yes, absolutely. Really, I can I can listen to flavor of rock. I know. I can listen to exactly one song and feel good about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ghost of the Robot. No, actually Angel is the one oh, that I really okay. like. <laughs> and and that, um, that they just it's like it never quite gets to that next right. level. It never it's it's like <laughs> It's the hardest dad rock I've ever like. It's a hard dad rock. <laughs> it is. You know, it really it's is. one step above Dog Star, Keanu Reeves's band. <laughs> that just, oh, they try so hard. I know. But then and you look you, at someone like Jared Leto, and you're like, "Now that's how you. That's what you, that you do. That from now on, that's what you're supposed exactly. to do." I was like, you guys are, you're not doing it right. I mean, Jared got it. Like, I don't understand, like, how, where Jared gets off from being so damn talented with, right. like, everything. Right. <laughs> like, how dare you? How dare you, sir? Right. <laughs> Quick little offset story. Did you hear what happened to Jared Leto? No. What happened to him? At the beginning of the pandemic? No. He had been on a 14-day, no cell phone, no internet retreat some in the desert somewhere and he came out and like he had no idea what was going on with the virus or anything and it was just like his phone went explode and he was like what in the i'm going back i would have turned around taken my ass right back in wherever the hell out nope. it's not worth it i'm going back now no, we're gone <laughs> that's insane could you mm-hmm. imagine the feeling of panic and dread right? that you get It'd be like Rick walking out at the beginning of Walking Dead, like exactly. Hello, <laughs> in the middle of just chaos and nonsense, right. and just oh my god, poor thing, poor Jordan Kettle. Probably didn't have a mask or anything on. Right. It was just like, it's like, why is everybody wearing mask? Why are people looking at me like this? <laughs> right. You need to start watching. Uh, turn on your notifications for him on Instagram because he just live chats with fans for randomly. What? Yeah. I don't even follow him on Instagram. The look on one girl's face when he connected with her, she was just like. <laughs> I, wouldn't even, I wouldn't even know what to say to this dude. Like, right? I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan, but I'm not a fan, you know? <laughs> I would just be like, just talk. That's fine. I'm just going to sit here and stare at your face. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Any questions? Nope. Nope. None whatsoever. Nope. Pick up whatever book is nearby and just read. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> just give That's me the- another side effect of the uh, quarantine is celebrities just going live with fans. I know, and I've been trying to like, like I'm, 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 I've put Donnie Wahlberg on timeout because he was like really heavy into it for like the first couple of weeks, and he would never pick me. So I'm like, <laughs> you know, what? Fuck Donnie, <laughs> I'm, we're done here. <laughs> and the only one that I have, and I've only tried with him and Yvette. Uh, why can't I remember her name? Nicole Brown. Yeah, Nicole Brown. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, she picked me, and we had yeah. a lovely, lovely thirty-second conversation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it was great. So I mean, like, oh, oh no, I didn't mean to. I, I was kidding. <laughs> like, and I, yeah. I don't think that they can just can they randomly pick you, or you have to put a request in. I don't know because I've never done like a an Instagram live on my end, so I, I have no idea how it works. I, I mean. They, you know, you have to, you do the, it's like, hey, request to be connected yeah. or whatever. But I, I assume maybe that they can just go ahead and pick you without you requesting. Cause I think like little waiting room re- request, waiting room fills up and all that stuff. And you just get lost in the muck. Yeah. After a while. Um, but yeah, I think, oh yeah, I, I watched a lot of Idris Elba's um, Instagram lives. I watch a lot of Dion Cole cause he DJs. <laughs> right, right. And it makes me laugh. And he's he's really funny. The one thing about Instagram Live, though, that, that kind of makes me uneasy is do you ever, like, go in to just some, like, whatever is live, I just kind of, like, pop in and say, oh, what are they talking about? And, like, you're, like, one of five one? people that's in there. I've been one of one. And I'm like, nope. I'm sorry. I can't be the only right. one. <laughs> Right. And you feel so bad. Like, ooh, I hope they didn't notice. Like, right? <laughs> and then one day I hate, I went to, I want to like silence the comments. So I keep thinking I can do that. So I'll like swipe up. Right. And then it'll kick me out. So then I have to come back in and then it shows me as joining again. And I'm like, right. damn, I look like a crazy person. <laughs> right. I was like one of, like just a couple of people, one of five or something. And it was a, a girl that I know. And she was, I think she was just dancing. Like it was like a dance break or something <laughs> that she was doing. And I was in there for a little too long. And she noticed me. She was like, hi, Camila. I was like, damn it. So now, I gotta, <laughs> now I gotta hang out here for a little bit longer. <laughs> uh, that's really funny. I've not done Instagram live. I don't know if I will. <laughs> I have no reason. No. <laughs> I'm not that interesting. Like, what am I going to do? Turn it on while I'm making Legos? Yeah, like, I'm not not that narcissistic. Right. I'm not not that interesting. No. Like, there's no no need, guys. Um, Like, a lot of these celebrities are so bored. They're just like, I need content. Right. Dude, Jordan Knight, extremely boring. I, I was... I went on one of his Instagram lives. And of course, there's like a bajillion people there. And I didn't try to like, I didn't request to for him to chat with me or anything. But he's so boring. Like, <laughs> he's sitting there just like, da, 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 like going, like scrolling through, like, da, 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 da. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh huh. Like, <laughs> wow. Rose McGowan is very, she's pretty great. I oh. got, I watched her for like an hour one day. She was just dancing around her house. Really? Yeah, yeah. she's she's really interesting. It's, okay. Uh, hopefully. I like her a lot. Yeah, like I like her, but I'm like, I would be afraid that, like, I just have this vision of her just like basically preaching or whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, she seems like, a, like she'd be very serious. Like, I just, mm-hmm. I just don't see her letting mm-hmm. loose and just being free. It was nice but to see like her. She, has she just has an album out now and it's oh, pretty really? music. it's not bad i liked it a lot and she was just like dancing around in her house to it oh wow okay so it was it was self-serving so coincidentally today is the day uh 
2003, the day that um, Chosen aired, first aired, the episode of Buffy. And I just so happened to be wearing my Chosen Scooby's, like, fake LP cover t-shirt. I didn't even know that today was the day before. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I can't wait to get into me. that episode. Yeah. Yeah, so it was pretty serendipitous. So, but we are talking about season six, episode seven, Once More with Feeling today, original air date November 6th, 2001, written and directed by Joss Whedon. In this musical extravaganza, Sunnydale residents find themselves bursting into song and flame when a demon attempts to make Dawn his bride. Important guest stars, Amber Benson as Tara and Hinton Battle as Sweets the Demon. Now, this is... As far as I know, this musical episode was like the first television show to do a musical episode. It set off a bunch of lesser than copycats. Yeah. And and it is good, but it's not the it's not exactly the first. Apparently Xena, Warrior Princess, did it first. Really? Yeah. I've never seen that episode, so I might be looking it up later. Because I'm sure that show was ridiculous. I never watched it. <laughs> so I'm sure that that episode is insane. That's Some good. other uh, notable shows that did musical psych, of course. How? No, I thought. Okay, I saw your your thing. Your the uh, the abbreviation. I thought it was how to get away with murder. Uh, how well, I well, that would have been funny. <laughs> Uh, Once Upon a Time, Scrubs, How I Met Your Mother, The Flash, and Community. I just posted two good articles on our Facebook page, and I'll get them to our Twitter page later, but lists out some musical episodes. Interesting. Yeah, some of those, like the Scrubs, I did not enjoy. Psych, I wanted to really like it, but I didn't like it that much. And for whatever reason, it doesn't come with, like, the rest of the episodes. That's and like yeah, because um, I've like it's psych. The entire series is on Amazon Prime right now, and the musical is not in that mix. I think it's like separate from everything, so it's it's weird. And I think you have, to, and I think, and I don't think it it's on the DVD set either. I think you have to buy the musical separately as a DVD. That's messed up. It is, <clears throat> and I don't know why. But yeah, there's one. well, there, there were a couple other musical episodes that kind of oh um. Fucking speaking of Shonda Rhimes, Grey's Anatomy did one. Yes. Terrible. Except for that one lady's voice. It's like Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my lord. Right. She was a, right. She was a great singer. I think she played a Callie. Yeah. Her character name. I don't know her real name, but yeah, uh she had a great voice, but like the rest of them pff, could kick rocks. Right. So this episode opens with like your typical, I guess, musical type fashion. Um, a little montage of everybody getting dressed and ready for the day and blah, blah, blah. And uh, the opening number is going through the motions. Buffy is out patrolling. It's so boring. It's such a boring song and it's so basic. It is, but I like it. And I mostly like the little sarcasm like with the little prince or when she no. saves that guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> so she gets the demon. <laughs> when she saves that guy, starts to hit on her and she's like, whatever. And it's just, I mean, it is basic. And I assume 
that's the point. Yeah. Because she's just going through emotions. Yeah. And I know going into this, I'm assuming, I, I forget like all the specifics on everybody, but I know Sarah wasn't too jazzed about having to sing. She hated it. She absolutely hated it. Well, she's but, not uh, bad. No, she said she's glad she did it, but she's glad she never has to do it again. <laughs> it's fair. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. We one important thing happens in that opening montage, and it's while Willow and Tara are getting ready, and Tara's making the bed, mm-hmm. and she finds a flower under her pillow. Right. And she just now, thinks, oh, cute. Right. But obviously she didn't just think, oh, cute, because she went and looks it up later in the episode. She didn't, yeah, she, but that was after Dawn was like, oh, yeah, you guys oh, are yeah. fighting. Right, so she was carrying this flower around all day. And I also think that she should have known right away what type of flower it was. Right. Like this level of, of witchcraft in which they are. But okay, sure. So Buffy's singing her song, going through the motions about basically this is what her life is right now. She's dealing with not having her head in the game. She's just doing, she's on autopilot, which a lot of us can relate to about getting to a certain place in our lives. Not exactly because, you know, we were brought back from the dead, but (laughs) you just get complacent at a certain point in your life. And sometimes things aren't exactly the way that you want them. Mm Mm-hmm. So she's going through that, and then <clears throat> she gets to um, the magic box, and, and everybody, she, she, you know, she asks everybody. They burst into song last night, and I love like the, everybody talking over each other about, like, <laughs> oh my God, this happened. And blah blah blah. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I think Giles says something about the room service chat. Yes. <laughs> And then for and that's what and that brought me back. It's like, oh, Giles has been staying in a hotel all this time, right? So I guess he didn't have his he he absolutely did not keep his apartment. And y'all don't have a guest room. Everybody else lives at the Summers house. You don't have a guest room that he could stay at. That he's paying your bills. <laughs> but you paid sure. all your bills, and you're making the man sleep. Well, no, because when he came over the first night, he had to sleep on the couch. Right, exactly. And I think it's probably because Giles is like, no, I can't. I can't 24-7 with these kids. I'm going to fuck somebody up. I'm going to fuck somebody in their mouth. (laughs) He needs some alone adult time. Xander's stupid little tame the crawler. Yeah. Like, oh. I don't know why. (laughs) Like, it was just the same time as Magnolia was out? Maybe. I just like that Anya's just like, huh, still funny, honey. (laughs) <laughs> clearly it's not <laughs> no um, one thinks it is right exactly it's difficult for me to for to like really go through and talk about this episode I don't it, almost, it just feels like talking about an album or a music video or it something is. yeah it's interesting well it's kind of awkward although I really do like this little breakdown song <laughs> the theory Yes. Willow does her damnedest not to sing. Oh, yeah. In this episode. <laughs> because she can't. So she kind of just talks through all of her parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know about you, but when I first got this CD, I tried my damnedest to learn every single word to these songs. Really? And some of them are really hard. Oh, 
Xander's little breakdown, and I've got a theory about the witches, is incredibly complicated because of how fast it is. Right. I've got a theory. It could be witches, which is ridiculous because witches, they were persecuted, wicked, good, and love the earth. And that one power now we over here. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then I love Anya's little breakdown about bunnies because it's just hilarious. It is, and it's it's very it's perfectly placed, mm-hmm. and I, I just I love it. And this is also one of my favorite songs, not exactly the favorite, but yeah, like this is, it's so good. And they're it's like the crickets, like after yeah. when she's done, <laughs> or maybe midgets. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all of their personalities come through so strongly. Like even Willow's, like there's something fucked up. We need to figure this out. Right, this is wrong. What are they wearing, dude? Okay, first of all, I am uh, I am bothered by the fact that they're walking around holding hands in the in the magic box. Like, mm-hmm. there's not. I mean, there's y'all in love. That's cool and that's great and whatnot. But there is not that much love in the world where you gotta be walking around in the in a store right. holding hands. Holding well, hands. it's just too much. It's way too much. Um, and yeah, and I don't know because I don't. They did. They weren't wearing outfits like this before no it was like something special for the musical or something let's put them in corsets and right and they don't wear them ever again no so it's very weird like willow like tara almost pulls it off amber almost pulls it off she looks beautiful yeah the outfits are stupid but she looks beautiful right but allison she looks it looks ill-fitting on her like it 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 just doesn't fit it doesn't seem right not not that it doesn't like fit right but like it just doesn't seem like it's her and it's very awkward looking it's pinned in weird places it just doesn't Mm -hmm. it doesn't fit right so they're all you know wondering you know i've got a theory about this i've got a theory about that i love i love that giles got it like right immediately Mm-hmm. Got a theory. It could be a dancing demon. No, yeah. something isn't right Not here. Right no, there. <laughs> no, that that was it. <laughs> that, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. <laughs> and Buffy's like, it doesn't matter what it is. No matter what we're facing, we can handle it. Right, because we've done it. We've twice. faced worse. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and I loved uh, Giles's little breakdown oh, there. Oh, he's so- <laughs> every time he opens his mouth, I'm just like. Hello. <laughs> exactly. I just want to be locked away in a cabin with him. Right. Um, with a, a nice roaring fire and a glass of red wine. <laughs> Serenade me with his acoustic guitar, whatever. Yeah. Whatever you want to sing, Anthony. Whatever you want to <laughs> sing. <laughs> and I don't know what it is about this episode in particular. Like, <clears throat> with uh, the emergence of the Ripper aside, like, mm-hmm. this is Anthony Stewart head in his most fuckable moments. Yep. <laughs> No. They are. They really are. They really, really are. He is so attractive in this episode. He really is. Every it's, little it's, thing. Whew. Like when, when she, when Buffy says that she died twice, and he did a little smile, that little half mm-hmm. smile, he goes like, "Oh, too shit." Yep. <laughs> we get it. There's a couple really funny cameos in this episode, and we get the first one here by writer director David Fury when they're wondering if they're the only ones this is happening to, and Buffy goes outside, and there's a man singing about getting mustard out of his shirt. (laughs) That is David Fury. I love it. (laughs) Now, what I also learned for the first time today was that David Fury is in another episode that we hold dear to our hearts. It's 
And, and, and Buffy or Angel? Because I know you said an episode of Angel. Yes, on the Angel. Puppet. Yes. <laughs> He's like the dude that was being held hostage by the puppets. And- yes. And I never knew that. I had no idea. <laughs> With smile time, which is. Yes. <laughs> oh, smile time. I can't wait to get there. I know. So uh, Dawn comes in all excited and, and whatnot because they were singing at school and she's like, and they all just kind of rain on her parade because they everybody sure sucks. They sure did. <laughs> Except for Anya. Anya's the only one that's actually listening to her because she right. said something about like she gave birth to a pterodactyl or something. Right. Anya's so concerned. <gasps> oh my God, did it sing? <laughs> <laughs> so at least she was listening to Dawn. Everybody else is just going about their business and Willow and Tara are TMI, y'all. Like, go yeah, home. exactly. It's like some it's spring fever is happening with them mm-hmm. right now. Like they are really and they're being very ob- like they're obvious about it. Yeah. But trying to hide it. They're obviously trying to hide what they're doing and trying to get out of doing the work. And it it makes me mad because if I were one of their friends, I'd be like, you know what? If y'all want to go, just go. Just go. Don't just don't make up. You're grown. Don't make up a bunch of stories <laughs> about the book with the text and the blah, blah, blah. Right. So then they go for a walk. They're walking home, which I thought y'all had business to do, but y'all taking your time getting home, walking through the park. And these two guys check them out. It's very disturbing what she says. Yeah. She's like, oh my God, I'm cured. I want the boys. Right. What? (sighs) Why? 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 Like, I don't know. Is she just, I mean, that seems... That's really like a true. low blow to be sar- just to be sarcastic about right. it like it just yeah this is like a whole conversation that needed to be <laughs> that needed to be had at that point and it's like, another disturbing example of this show's lack of understanding about bisexualism right and sensitivity and sensitivity to all sexualities right i hate the song this is the one song that i skip every time even when watching the, the episode i i hate 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 this song <laughs> i like the beginning of it and i like the part where she's dancing because amber has a pleasant voice it's she does pretty, you know and then when they like time warp to their bedroom mm-hmm. yeah it's too on the nose for me <laughs> yes. the, i get it like, I right. see what's happening i know what's going on you don't right. need about it right got it <laughs> and they they cut it off at a very probably sensor driven time <laughs> probably yes back at the magic box like our dawn mentions how she thinks it's romantic everybody's trying to cover for tara and willow okay. about what they're actually doing and dawn's like dude i know what they're doing she's like i think it's romantic and then they're like no it's not why 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 not? Why you gotta shoot down her? Leave her alone. <laughs> Except then that, like, she's, I think earlier in the episode, she was so annoyed with everyone ignoring her that she just sat by herself at the counter. But then she saw something on the counter. She stole it. Yes. So. Her thieving little hands again. The kleptomania. Kleptomania is running hot with Don. <laughs> and then. <laughs> the weirdest part of this episode, this poor man, I should have put him as a guest star. I don't even know his name, but he's a no. wonderful tap dancer. 
And if you've ever watched this while you're trying to fall asleep and you all of a sudden just hear the shuffling of feet and this poor man kind of like, <laughs> you're like, what is going on? <laughs> this poor man about to explode. Yes, he is setting the dance floor and himself on fire. Mm-hmm. And then we get our, the glimpse of our big bad for this episode. Who is responsible of it up for it all? A dancing demon. Yes, named Sweet. That's it. Sweets. Who, I mean, I guess he kind of looks like the devil, as and like like drawn in a Hansel and Gretel kind of right. way. I don't. And but wore very sharply dressed suits and spats. Yes. <laughs> right. And now we get to our my favorite song. I'll never tell. This song is so fun. <laughs> You know, the more I watch this episode, the I like this song least, less and less. Why? Well, number, you made note of number one. I find it hard to believe that Xander wears those pajamas to bed. <laughs> this is the first and last time he has ever worn those silk-ass matching pajamas. Right? Xander strikes me as a t-shirt shirt that he was wearing in either no pants or actual pajama bottom. <laughs> <laughs> t-shirt with no pants <laughs> uh, he's winnie the Pooh in it to bed <laughs> number two i don't know what anya's wearing but i find it really annoying that she didn't grab some kind of robe or something to put on why she has to dance around in her bra in this whole scene like it just makes no sense like the first thing you're going to do when you get up is grab like your jacket or so like your little whatever if you went to bed in that you I didn't mean, do it by yourself. <laughs> I, I, I guess. Yeah, you're right. It makes sense because it just it feels like even if it's the middle of summer, right? There, like it, I feel like there's still a chill because y'all got central air, right? <laughs> sure. And that the song is very cute. It is really cute. It is one long. I couldn't come up with a burn. So this is actually one long burn back and forth on each other. Yes, and I love it. I absolutely love it. I adore the back. Look at me, I'm dancing crazy. <laughs> right. And then just like watching her like pop in with, with little jabs mm-hmm. at him ever so often when she pops into frame. <laughs> I would say. This is from a Shumash tribe. Yes. I would say that Emma is the MVP of this in performing for this episode. Yeah. Xander is a hot mess. <laughs> a hot hot mess and they make him do it at every con <laughs> I know poor Nick <laughs> like he likes it and even I've had to like like when I was traveling around with him I've had to do Anya's part <laughs> <laughs> just at his table but not like <laughs> not, not stage or anything but yeah so <laughs> It's just, I feel, I feel like, I feel for them who, I don't, like, I wonder, does, I doubt Emma gets asked to do it as much. I, I doubt any of them get asked to sing the song as much as Nick has. Yeah. But then again, I guess they, everybody else isn't doing karaoke events either, so. I was, yeah, you kind of bring it on yourself, you know. Yeah. When you open that window. Right. They unpack a lot of things in this song, and... 
they just kind of move on from it. They don't actually deal with a lot of the issues that are brought up. Exactly. In this song, mainly the fact that Anya knows that Xander's never gotten over Buffy. Mm-hmm. And he gets pissed about it when she brings it up. Right. And I would also be a little a little bothered about being called a gold digger, basically. Uh, right. <laughs> it's concerned. Like, that's something we would still have to be talking about. Like, um, you mentioned about pot of gold. I would just want to know, uh, what, what? The fuck? Um, let's talk about that. Right, because she is a hard-working, hard independent woman. Like, she mm-hmm. is bringing home her own bacon. She's not relying on Xander and his construction worker paycheck. Right, and she doesn't live in that apartment, which is way too nice for his construction worker paycheck. Which, yeah, and I'm just, I'm weird. I don't know. I guess they're just, they weren't ready yet. That's right. I felt like they, they were already living together. Like, that's... Mm-hmm. She's that song. There. I remember Giles. Right, I remember Giles asking if she's gonna move in with you, and Xander being all mm. hurt about it. <laughs> so when they're so the singing scene. their song to, to Giles the next or later that day, we get a second cameo from our favorite writer, yes. Marty. Marty, and then we also, and I don't know if she wrote this song or we, we but we kind of get a glimpse, like. The song, you know, she's singing about a parking ticket. She's singing to a, a police officer or a meter maid or whatever about not giving her a parking ticket. And it's very heartfelt. And I love it. It's so cute. It's only like, you know, maybe 20 seconds long. <laughs> but as like this, the scene is like one continuous shot. Yeah. So we start with Giles and Xander and Anya walking down the street and like we're seeing folks dancing behind them and around them. And then we for a hot second. Like Giles and them, they become the background and Marty and the parking ticket song become the foreground. And she's like singing her little heart out. And then we, you know, as before she's finished singing, we come back to Giles and them being the foreground, forefront of it. But if you listen, but and also like <laughs> if you listen on the album too, like it does finish off completely. But if you listen, you can you can hear Marty's finish by saying, I'm not wearing underwear. It's wonderful. <laughs> And I had pointed it out to Raven when we watched it because she had heard it before. And it's my favorite part of that little song. Right. And I didn't notice, notice it until I heard it on the album. Like, until I was listening to the actual album. I never, I did. I just finished, I figured they cut it off on the show. But yeah, like it's very faint mm-hmm. in the episode. Hey, I'm not weird. I'm not weird. <laughs> and they keep really talking about... <laughs> So Giles and Willow, or Giles and Xander and Anya are just talking about, you know, what everything is going on. And I don't care about that because Buffy has showed up at Spike's to see what he knows. Well, wait a second. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I like this, this scene a lot because, because of Marty and because of the way that, you know, they're, they're just talking and keeping it up and keeping up the pace. And there's this whole walking and talking and this is continuous shot and like all the stuff that's going on around them. And they're basically ignoring it. But a little insight, a little behind the scenes thing here is that, you know, when they get to the end of this and uh, Nick was telling me that he thought that he he kind of messed up or something or he kind of left Anthony hanging he forgot a line or something like that. He left Anthony hanging a little bit. And so, or Anthony forgot part of his line. And then what the last thing that Anthony says in this episode, I forget what it was, but um, 
he says something and he kind of trails off and there's a little bit of silence for a beat and then Anya pats him on the shoulder like they're there and he just kind of <laughs> looks at her like what that was actually that was Emma patting Anthony <laughs> and that was Anthony reacting to Emma so that That's wasn't scripted funny. that is pretty funny <laughs> That's pretty cute. <laughs> it is a weird moment because it just, it's, it's just strange. Yeah. Like it's just, it's a little awkward, but it, it, it worked. So I guess they're like, okay, sure. We'll just leave it. And so now Marcella. <laughs> <laughs> it's time. <laughs> so what, what Giles had been worrying about was that they're talking about how Buffy isn't, doesn't seem like herself. Mm. And they're like, we pulled her out of some unknown hell dimension. Don't worry about it. You know, she'll be fine. And that's when Miles just trails off. And (laughs) it's so cute. (laughs) But Buffy's come to Spike's house and to find out what, you know, what he's seen. He's talking about some 600 pound demon singing like, you must do Mac. (laughs) He'll really fuck you up. (laughs) Don't doubt it. (laughs) and again she makes she just keeps saying weird things to him and he's like oh you just came to pump me for information and she's like what else would i want to pump you for at least she's like i really just said that right she she catches it and is like "Mm, yeah i heard that i remember that sounded like so spike is trying desperately to get her out of the crypt he wants her to leave he's like pushing her out and she's like, just like, what? okay, there you go. Off you go then. <laughs> and she's like, no, what? What's wrong? And he's like, no, nope, no, nope, everything's fine. Go, go, go. And it's because he can't help what's about to come out. Right. I'm sure he's just like bubbling. Like he can feel a song bubbling up. He's like, uh-huh. please get out. Get out. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but she doesn't. And then there are several wonderful spike moments in this song from the yeah. mm-hmm. When he looks, when he closes that door and turns around and looks at her, and it's like, ah, number one. And she's like rolling her eyes at him and not, oh, it's so annoying. Yeah. It's not fun to just listen to this song. It's, (laughs) this song is only appealing to me and fun to watch it in the episode because of what James does. (laughs) (laughs) His physicalities and his looks. I think he overacts some of it, like the laying down on the crypt and putting his arms over. It's like, okay, you've gone a little too far. That's weird. That was a 1980s video moment right there. <laughs> I'm surprised people don't ask him to sing this song at cons. I think I was at a con once where, where they asked him to, but he didn't. He sang but, uh, some other original song. That's not what I want. I don't want to hear some weird Western that you wrote 10 years ago. Just play the damn song. And then there's a moment. the robot up to yourself. Yes. We don't want that either. <laughs> so he's basically telling her that she knows how he feels about her. And it's always convenient for her. But mm-hmm. now, now he's saying, that's it. Just let me rest in peace. Leave me alone. If you're not going to give me what I want, just let me rest in peace. No lies detected. And she just listens. She's like, she's got this very guarded, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm going to have to go home and unpack that on my own. <laughs> but in front of you, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. 
And I do like the line where he's like, you whisper in a dead man's ear and it doesn't make it real. Yeah. I love this song. I love this whole... I don't understand the night funeral. I like what's going on there. <laughs> and they've just stumbled upon this night funeral. Like that, that always <laughs> that always pulls me out of it a little. <laughs> like you all you mean you know where you are, right? Like right. on Sunnydale. You can't be going to night funerals. Right. And also the moment I'm sure one of your favorites is his kneeling down in front of her. Uh-huh. <laughs> It's the way he, t- and that, he that tilts once over that once over he gives her. Yep. <laughs> Anytime a man tilts his head, you're you're in for a treat. And then and then it's over too quickly. And we have to go back to the summer's residence with Dawn. And Tara's wearing the flower on her shirt. Mm. Like if you were Willow, wouldn't you be like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> oh, you don't want that. It's all dead. Let me get you a fresh flower. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and Dawn's, you know, talking about how they're so great together and she didn't want, she didn't like seeing them fight at Anya and Xander's party because it made her belly hurt. Mm. Tara's just like, the fuck? <laughs> um, I'm sorry. What? What's that now? She's like we didn't and she's like no and she just keeps going on and, and finally Tara's like alright I'll be back I gotta go work some shit out apparently and um, then we get a little a look-see at Dawn's hot a box of hot items like all she the stuff that she's lifted <laughs> and I think I'm I'm pretty sure the majority of it is from the magic box rude yeah and it all still has price tags on it it's not like she's wearing it anywhere she just finally decides to put one of the necklaces on and then she's of course accosted by a giant puppet you know there are like three disturbing episodes in the Joss Whedon verse that I know of I don't know if there's other ones where puppets are just terrifying mm-hmm. what uh, we want to unpack that Joss like is there something that we <laughs> What happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> so she gets yanked up by this merit by this puppet, and we come back to the bronze. She wakes up in the bronze, and I think you're right about her being a ballet dancer. I'm pretty like, sure, like she has to have had some kind of training. Yeah, Michelle looks like like the way that she performs this. Michelle looks like she has had some sort of uh, classical training. Um, and and danced, which great because she's really good at it. Um, it, it I enjoy it. watching. Wow, way to way yeah. to break the episode. Exactly. So either way, props, Michelle. We don't give you nearly enough on the show, right? right. <laughs> and it's a good scene too. It's a really good dance. And she had started off in her room singing about like, does anybody even notice that I'm here? <laughs> she feels invisible. Which she's not wrong. She's not wrong. <laughs> Her hair is so pretty. It is. She's got great hair. She has really, really great hair. So shiny and so long. And she meets in a zoot suit and spats. <laughs> Sweet. And I love this song. I actually, this song, Hinton Battle is a Broadway star. 
Mm-hmm. So this probably is the technical best song, right? And dance moment in the entire episode, right? And it just shows off too. It's just it like it's so easy. Like I got this. Like let me show y'all how it's done. Like for real, for real. <laughs> I've been watching y'all fuck it up all week. <laughs> And now it's my turn. Watch me shine. Exactly. Except his chin grosses me out. It's it, like his makeup is really funky, and I mm-hmm. hate it. And I think his even one of his eyes are a little cocked, like the it, contacts. Well, yeah. Just, well, no, that his eye is kind of like that. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> his voice is amazing, though. It and is really good. Telling the tale about how he's here, and he's basically, you know, gonna make Dawn his bride. Right, because she summoned him. And she's like, but wait. And then, okay, so there's a line, and I like the back and forth. It, it turned into a, after he's sung his part, it turns into a call and response kind of thing between him and Don. And um, where she's like, so I'm 15, so this queen thing's illegal. I just want to point out that we have acknowledged that mm-hmm. underage human mating or <laughs> pairing up with a demon is not right still. Okay. So, okay, Buffy, Angel, let's Angel, just... Edward, <laughs> Hello? every vampire in history. Exactly. Every vampire in history who has fallen in love with a 15-year-old for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't care if you look 17. You're like 150. It's wrong. Right. It's rude. It's wrong. It's gross. Just let it go. Go find your own 150-year-old. Right. Like, seriously, what could you possibly have to talk about? At <laughs> least 130. <laughs> What I really like is that he's, you know, he's like, well, I don't care. I don't care if you're 15. You called me here. That's what we're doing. And she's like, but my sister's the slayer. And she's going to be pissed if I don't get home on time. That changes everything. Everything stops. <laughs> and he sends his puppets off to go find the slayer. Tell her whatever. <laughs> Just get her here. <laughs> Which is one of the funniest moments in this entire episode. Because Spike ends up finding that puppet and he brings him to the magic box and tells him to spill his guts. And he like... We have this big overture. (laughs) Music. And we're all prepared for like this long drawn out ballad or song. (laughs) I just want you to bring the kids the the kids Slayer. (laughs) They're the Slayer's sister. He wants you to come to the Bronx. (laughs) And even everybody's like... Huh. Okay, that, that was disappointing. Well, that was kind of a letdown. I was hoping. Okay. I was hoping. But before that, <clears throat> uh, Giles and Buffy are trying, and we Giles's beautiful song, uh, "Standing," uh, which is a second favorite. Um, it's beautiful. T- it's so beautiful, and he's just singing about how basically he's holding Buffy back from her full potential as a slayer and as an adult, I would imagine. As he's been trying to tell her, he's like, you know, that whole, because she's really nonchalant still because he brings up the whole Halloween thing with Dawn and she's like, oh yeah, I thought you took care of that. And he's like, all right, yeah, but seriously, not my kid. Right. (laughs) Not my responsibility. This is where, this is a weird moment in the overall episode because up until this point, everyone remembers the seeing that's been happening around them. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, neither Buffy or when Tara joins this song, right. Willow, 
neither of them seem to know or hear the singing right. that's going on. Buffy actually goes into slow motion yeah. while Giles is singing, which is weird. It looks real crappy, too. It does. Bless their little hearts for their CGI try, but it looks real, It looks kind of bad. Like, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Right. <laughs> but it's weird because every other time, everyone has heard and had to deal with or not deal with consequences of the song that was sung. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, they don't hear this. Right. When Giles is done, Buffy's like, did you say something? It's like, no. I said no. Got talking to the damn tree again. <laughs> and Willow, Willow didn't even see Tara come into the store. Yeah. So Tara's been there for however long, but long enough for her to go put the pieces together about the spell that Willow placed on her, uh, finding out like what this flower is used for and all that jazz. And so then we get another beautiful, like a reprise with um, standing. And this is the only version of Under Your Spell that I do really like. I love listening to Anthony and um, Amber together. Like she had, it's so beautiful the way that we, they put the, uh, Joss put this together, whomever composed it. Um, and so they're both basically the the song that they're singing, the, the overall art, the overall theme is that, it's time for me to go. Yep. Even though I don't want to, like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I wish I could stay, but I can't. Right. I have to go. And, oh, God, the song is so pretty. I know. It gives me chills, mm-hmm. like, just watching them. But I don't think they hear each other. Yeah. Even no. though they're standing side by side, you know, and they could have shared that little emotional moment and had right. support from someone. Right. I don't think they hear each other maybe they found it difficult to have them share that moment without it feeling sexual it's it's difficult I would imagine to like try to to have to sing a duet with somebody no matter what like a ballad sing a a ballad with them and it not like you share a moment or something and it not seem not feel yeah but finds out that Don's in trouble. Like, she looks less than anything. Like, honestly. Like, she, she, like I don't like it's, it's almost as though somebody told her that we're out salad dressing. Like, I don't. Like, it's just like, meh. Okay, must be Tuesday. Don's in trouble. Yeah. Um, but Don's or Buffy's like, okay, let's let's go get her. And Giles chooses this moment to be like, nope, you can get this on your own. What? I mean, right. can we. Not can we wait? <laughs> can we wait till Dawn's not in trouble? Like, right, right. Can we when it's not important? Right. <laughs> now it it seems like a really bad time to go ahead and lay the hammer down now, Giles, to go ahead and put your foot down and make a change and teach right. her a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> but we get what might be my third favorite song, which is Walk Through the Fire. This song has some heartbreaking moments with Buffy not feeling anything at all. Right. Some off-putting moments with Willow trying to sing again. I think there's like a couple like of- Maybe this is just filler. I think this yeah. line's mostly filler. Yeah. <laughs> and some downright hilarious moments with Spikes. <laughs> I hope that bitch dies. I should go help maybe her out. Help her out. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Me up. 
and it's you know sweet is bringing everything together and everyone is like converging on the bronze and the shot of the scoobies walking with that uh fire truck going behind them because the damn city's on fire for some reason right you never figure out why i guess because it's all all the people spontaneously combusting (laughs) dancing to dancing to flames yep and it's it's a you know before they leave the bronze and have that awesome little moment giles is like what did i do (laughs) (laughs) i was wrong guys that's my bad I'm gonna, even, I'm gonna yeah. <laughs> even he is like, why did I pick this moment? I thought players gonna die. <laughs> we better help her out. That's the main thing. We all right. better help her out. Yes. So off they go. Off they go. And Buffy kicks into the door of the bronze, which I'm not sure why that never made it to the credits. It reminds yeah. me of uh the angel kick in the door. Yeah. <laughs> which is just wonderful. It's, it's great. Angel kicks a lot of doors in, though. He does kick a lot of doors in. <laughs> I think they, they could have had a new one every season. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone's uh, on their way to the bronze, but Buffy gets there first, and she's confronted with Sweet. Mm-hmm. And she has to... I guess she basically decides to like trade herself for Dawn. Because Buffy just... I mean, this is the episode where we absolutely see Buffy has zero fucks. Everybody's feelings are what's important to him because, you know, there's the whole thing like there's a belief that, you know, when you sing, that's you like really putting your heart out there and all your feelings and all that stuff. And so I think that's kind of what the 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 his backstory is as as a as this type of demon. And so he's also kind of like. He's not really getting anything from Buffy because she doesn't feel anything right now. So right. He's kind of like, he's feeling like, mm, mm, uh, you're not really doing it for me right now. Like, I I need a little bit. I need some more. Like, literally, once more with some feeling now. And then she gives it. And she, this is such a hard song. This, this, this is probably why she hated this. Probably. But she killed it. Yeah, I mean, they did great. Uh, this is, I have... I like it, but again, like speaking of clunky, like it's just something about the progression of it that like when we come from, when we go from the chorus to the verses and it's just, it's just, I don't know, like melodically, it just really, Mm -hmm. it's, it's another one that took me a long, 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 long time to get right because of how much it's broken up. Yeah. The rest of the, I I love the lyrics. I love the lyrics of it. It's just. Now she's talking about how she just wants to be normal, but she's got all this other stuff going on. And like everybody, like, what am I supposed to be happy about? Where all I do is kill things all day long and get people out of trouble. I get no time to myself, even when I at the end and it was it. Like, pull me back. Right. And the rest of the gang arrives. And I hope that Giles is like, Anya Tara, she needs backup. <laughs> <laughs> Not and they fight. step right in as their backup dancers. Yep. <laughs> Background vocalist, backup dancers. And Buffy's just, you know, singing along. She's going. And then she hits a certain point when she says, still my friends don't know why I ignore. The million right. things are more. Mm-hmm. And when you start watching the realization dawn, 
on Willow's face. Oh, yeah. That's oh, rough. Oh. Yeah. Like, I feel like Xander's still there, like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's she talking about? <laughs> but I think Get there fast. got it way before anybody else. Oh, yeah. And by the time she actually, the little breakdown comes and she says flat out, you took me out of heaven. Yes, I was in heaven. And Willow. Her, this is why Willow will always make you cry. Mm-hmm. Because she's she she, well, not here. You're like, yeah. Stop. You're not supposed to be right. crying. She didn't say a word. Like, all, I, all I'm doing is reacting off her reaction. Like, oh my God, why, why am I, I'm sobbing now. There was no pain, no fear, no doubt. And then until they pulled me out of heaven. Oof. And she just like, she just starts to back up, like, no, 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 <laughs> and of course this is why tara is amazing because she goes right over and she's very supportive and you know she's mm-hmm. kind of holding willow up even though she willows it like, so much right now <laughs> <laughs> which tara is a better person than i would i am because i'm like ha that's i told you <laughs> I told you, I told you what we were talking about, but no, you just had to go and think you were the big old witch that could do this and that. Look what you did. So this is the moment when Buffy finally breaks it down to everybody that she was in heaven when she finally confesses. This is when Buffy actually starts to feel something and then she goes off and just starts to dance and dance and dance and dance her little white girl heart out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what's disturbing she starts to like spark and not a one of the people who tore her out of heaven who said wanted her back so bad and just had to have her alive even steps up to try and stop her from dancing no. which thanks guys so like not like, even Dawn. Dawn's just like, like just sitting watching her smoking just smoking mm-hmm. just going into flames and then but who steps in Spike, who wasn't even there at the moment, like he probably, walked, he probably just walked in the door. I was like, yes. "Shit, I gotta!" Right? <laughs> what are you guys just what? <laughs> I and hate he all just of her up. <laughs> and it's such a sweet moment between the three of them, with Dawn, yeah. Spike, and Buffy, reminding mm-hmm. her why she has to stay alive. Right. And. Uh, Dawn actually ends up talking back at her Buffy's little speech from the tower right. and, the gift, and that the hardest thing in this world is to live in it which I don't know dying kind of sucks uh, I kind of think that that, that that might be kind of hard too but, <laughs> but sure I see what you're going for Okay. Right. and Sweet is just kind of like okay that's nice and all right. Right, exactly. Like I thought shit for sure she was gonna burn, but not guess not. But all right, so I'm gonna me and my my girl, we're gonna go off now. We're gonna go back back to my lair and Dawn's like, Look, I did not summon this dude. (laughs) (laughs) Willow, Willow in all her willowness is like, get out of here. And he's like, Ooh, I smell power. But (laughs) (laughs) but a deal's a deal. Deal's a deal. This is how things work. And Dawn is literally still, I didn't summon this dude. 
<laughs> she really is. She's, I don't care. I've done a lot of dumb shit, but I did not do this. <laughs> like, I promise. I promise. He's like, but you got my, you have the amulet. That's the, that's and what then, you oh. summon me. Ooh, um. What had happened was. Oh. <laughs> I was cleaning at the magic box and then at the and we took and blah 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 and Xander waits to the very last fucking possible moment. It sure does. To confess. <laughs> because you've known this whole episode that you did this. Yeah. You've known from the second and you've been lying the whole episode. The whole day. You have been lying your ass off to everyone. <laughs> and still nobody nobody t- nobody tests him on it. Nobody snap like I would still be kicking off in his ass for it. Right. Like, almost, right. like if I were done, like you almost I was almost a child bride. Right. <laughs> and speaking of which, he's like does that mean I have to be your bride? <laughs> and Sweets is like, ooh. <laughs> now, nah, we can go ahead and just let this go. It's fine. <laughs> can pretend it didn't happen. I used all my sparkle. I had people. <laughs> Maybe we saw it come out here. I put my good suit on, my good shoes. <laughs> For you? No. Do you know how long it took me to get this suit pressed? Like, this was... (laughs) Right. Do you know how hard it is to find three giant puppets? (laughs) You don't just conjure puppets like that? (laughs) There is grooming. That's a whole thing. Like, I had to raise them up for marionettes. There's a wood carving. (laughs) Don't waste my time. It just leaves. He's like, there's a lot of fun, guys. (laughs) I'm out of here. Like, all right, I'm gone. This This is some bullshit. No, <laughs> I wonder though, but I am, I am, I am curious as to does he have multiple child brides? Like, has right. this happened before? How many mentions and places has he done this? Right, is there only just the one amulet that <laughs> possibly be used? Like, that the, do they have just the one, or are there like a bunch out there? And how do they get out there? Like, right. And, and seriously though, Zan, so. How did he even do this? He's so incompetent. I don't know. What book did he find this spell in? Exactly. How did he stumble upon this? Was he sitting in the closet by himself? Like, because they're hardly ever alone. Right. How long did this take? Was it just kind of like a random wish kind of thing? Right. You know, how did he put two and two together? Like, oh, we do have the amulet here in the store. Like, (laughs) he had to do research, and I just don't. I don't believe it was an accident. And he like, did it all because he wanted to know how things were going to work out between him and Anya because he's hey, scared. You know what you could have done? You could just like sit and talk to her. Right. Like an adult. Maybe you guys go to some couples therapy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so he sweets leaves and they're all just left with all of this shit. <laughs> like all this information's now out there and they're all just kind of looking around the room like I would have been like, do we want to forget like Joyce used to? <laughs> I just say we pretended like it didn't happen. I love it. I know. It's so terribly awkward. There's it's like it's so awkward. Heavy cloud of <laughs> and just destruction and like relationships broken. <laughs> yes, it's so and everyone's looking, I hate you. I hate you. I don't care. I hate you. And nobody's putting the blame where it needs to be, which is on no. Xander. 
Exactly. I think the only one who came out okay in all this is Spike. Right. (laughs) And so if you pay attention to the lyrics of this song, there's a line in there that says, I think it's at the very beginning, that the curtain will close on a kiss. Right. The curtains close on a kiss. God knows. You're like, really? Okay. Yeah. It's like, all right, sure. This big group sing, and it's during the middle of the big group number that Spike is just like, what in the fuck am I doing? <laughs> right, he's all in it. Like, he's singing, everybody's singing along, and then, like, and I also like the, lawn, the line, uh, the battle's done, and we kind of won. We kind of won. So we sound, our, <laughs> we sound our victory cheer. And um, so, yeah, they're all lined up, and, and then they go hand in hand, and just when Spike's, like, grabs somebody's hand, and it's just like, Bollocks this. Yeah, if you like lifts, they, they go, they all go to lift their hands up, and he just is like, What what the fuck? No. no. Why am I? No, it's over done with. <laughs> so he leaves, but Buffy follows him. And he's like, No, 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 Slayer, go back in, finish the big group sing, sing your little right. yayas out. And she's like, I don't want to. Don't tell me what to do, basically. Like, I don't want to. What do you want to do, Buffy? Right? And I'm, I'm like, on the, what are you going to do? <laughs> I remember the first time watching it. I was on the edge of my seat like, nuh-uh. What's happening? What's going on? What are we it's, doing? The kiss? There's going to be a kiss? The curtain's going to close on a kiss? God knows it is going to be this? <laughs> is going to be this kiss? <laughs> and yes, yes. The answer to that question yes. is yes. Absolutely. So it's a nice little frame up. I love the, like, the nice little frame Oh uh, yeah, of them together, like the like typical, like old school, like black and white, you know, love scene moment, and they smooch. And it's it's disturbing right from the very beginning because she's saying flat out to him, she doesn't feel anything. She touches right. the fire and it freezes her, and she's like, "This isn't real, mm-hmm. but I just want to feel." And he's like, "Okay, okay. <laughs> that's cool. I'm fine. All for it." Let's do it. Right? So later in the season, it'd be like, you knew what this was. <laughs> right. Flat yeah. out, you knew what this was. He was just all, you know, maybe I can make her love me. No, sir. Nope. <laughs> nope. Mm-mm. And then the curtain closes, and that's it. Except for one little thing yeah. that I hope everyone always waits until the end and watches. Is our traditional little girl has his own little <laughs> song at the end. <laughs> I always forget about that. He's like, girl, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. <laughs> <laughs> so this week there was, it's a little weird to do our traditional little breakdowns. The song, right. I'm not picking one because they were all great. Yes. You know, some are better than others. Yeah. All of them. To um, you know, Joss. I guess he wrote them all. Yeah. Um, and composed most of them. There was another composer that was listed in the opening credits. I forget who it yeah. was. Um. But yeah, like the whole thing, beauteous. The burn again. I couldn't pick one specific burn, so I'm just going with "I'll Never Tell." The whole yeah. song is a burn. Yeah, that's. I mean, that would. That's what I would have to go with as well. And we've got a lot of bodies. And the Buffy Wiki, actually, I don't think it's on here, but there's uh, two vampires staked by Buffy, one vampire beheaded by Buffy, one I 
unidentified demon that Buffy impaled with a sword, one unidentified man burned by sweet, but it also appeared to me that Buffy killed all three of those puppets. Yeah. In the bronze. So I'm going to add that onto the list as well. All right. Songs produced and arranged by Christoph Beck and damn it, I missed it. Somebody, Josh Tobias or some shit. Christoph Beck is, he does most of the score that we love. Anytime there's a Buffy Angel score that you love, it was probably right. Christoph Beck. Yeah, it's Jess, Jesse or Jess Tobias. So songs produced and arranged by those two, which good on them. Nice. Does it pass the Bechtel test? Uh, Barely. Barely, again, per usual. Yeah. Random trivia. This is the only episode shown in the U.S. in the widescreen format. It was filmed in widescreen for seasons four through seven, but this was the only one that was actually shown in widescreen. Interesting. And then we talked about writer and producer Marty Noxon and David Fury as parking ticket girl and mustard man and (laughs) David Fury's little uh, appearance in Smile Time. Yes. And there's a very basic moral of the story. Just try to be honest about your feelings. I was going to burn you up inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's happened. It's happened to me. I've definitely oh, yeah. bottled stuff up until you explode, and it's not exactly good. <laughs> to where you just literally cannot take it anymore, and you're just like, "Fuck it, burn the world down. I don't care. <laughs> Got to be better than this." <laughs> and chances are, unfortunately, sometimes it is worth burning the world down. Yeah. Because you walk away with that just feeling lighter and better yep. about things. Like, no matter what the outcome is. Right. It's like, that's fine. Like, it was meant to be. That's how it was meant to go. So let us know what your feelings are about Once More with Feeling. And you can record an MP3 file less than two minutes and email it to revisingsunnydale at gmail.com. Next week is another one of my favorites, Tabula Rasa. Yep. I we love this season. Giles. I love it. I love like shows that are that are my favorite. Like my favorite shows. I love when they have episodes where the characters that you know and love get to play different characters that yeah. you don't know. <laughs> and there are so many moments in Tabula Rasa that, from Umad to Joan, I'm right? You ready? Joan. Ready, Joan. Ready, ready, Randy. Ready, Joan. Ready, Joan. <laughs> <laughs> it just, I can't wait. I can't wait. And we get to talk about how much of a dick Willow is. Yeah. Yeah, totes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Real dick move. Real dick move. All right. So, yeah, talk to us on Twitter back to, at Back to Sunnydale or me, Camila, at the underscore rugged angel. Or me, Marcel, at mspear7338. All right, friends, until next time, we will talk to you later. Bye.